0: Welcome to WARN Radio, with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence and inquiries for the WIBR WARN Radio Network to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warn Radio on the following social sites: USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can also listen to our shows by going to Warren-usa.com or Danaglensmith.com And you can find them and also download them and pass them around to your friends, which we appreciate you doing. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following streamers: Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music. Warn Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Cast Box, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. And don't miss these posts on Warren Radio. And you could go to warn-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com the latest post is i am searching the reins and hearts i am searching the reins and hearts i am the light which penetrates the darkness and exposes the dark secrets hidden within do not miss these classic warn radio shows on warn-usa.com Find Classic Warn Radio episodes in the navbar under Classic Warn Radio or on our front page at warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post, Moses Series Man of God. Welcome to the Moses Series Man of God in three parts. This is a Classic Warn Radio series. Man of God intro brings in the deliverer for Israel. And don't miss the Abrahamic promise faith series the life of Abraham can be viewed on the context of many nations and peoples that he affected in many ways and be sure to get the WIBR Warren radio newsletter by going to danaglennsmith.com where you can sign up to get the newsletter and also visit our Christian books and resource shop we where we feature book Christian books and other resources for our vision's media. And now I welcome In the Watchmen.
0: You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com and also follow us on twitter find us on instagram and join us on linkedin greetings well we're here another friday We like Fridays around here because we're always ready for Shabbat. We're ready for the weekend, and this is Memorial Weekend. You know, being I was in the service during Vietnam, you know, very turbulent times. So my generation back then, we knew turbulent times. We knew riots in the street. We knew about Kent State. We knew about the warmongers. That is those who decided to go to Vietnam for no apparent reason. A lot of good men and women died there. And, of course, we were fighting directly the Chinese over there. They were helping the Viet Cong. Now we're all big buddies. (laughs) Irony. All that bloodshed. For what? You heard Biden's going back into Libya. Well, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton made themselves famous over that. And the Libyan embassy... At any rate, today, we are in Romans part 21, Apostle to the Gentiles. We left off in verse 11, where he says, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall, meaning the Jews. God forbid, but rather that through their fall, salvation has come unto the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Paul talks about. Redemption coming to the Gentiles. You know, for a long time. I mean, the entirety of the Old Testament, you know, and when you look at the Goy or the Goyim, the nations, the unbelievers, it was the Jews who knew about God. It was the Jews who had the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of Israel. It was also the Jews who had David and Solomon, a mighty temple. And it was also the Jews who had both houses overrun. And it was only Judah that came back after 70 years. But they always had the knowledge of the law and of God. They were the one nation because of Abraham, the blessings flowing through him. But it wasn't just to the Jews. And in covering the Old Testament, doing a lot of things, we've talked about this a lot that God always had intentions to reach the Gentiles. Now, Paul gets into this because of the new covenant. Things have changed. And now all of a sudden, Yahshua, who did go to the Gentiles. I mean, the the Jews first did go to the Gentiles. He went to the Samaritan woman, uh, the Samaritan woman. And, uh, he also, uh, talked with Cornelius and, uh, you know he was not opposed to that now see even today we we have some sects of the jews that don't want to shake hands with the gentiles i think that's kind of rare i haven't met one but i've read plenty of stories about them not wanting to shake shake hands with the unclean which is really not even there but we've got our nuts today, too. You know, in Christianity, we, we've we got nuts. We've got nuts in Islam. We need to listen to the word. We need to listen to the Lord and listen to his spirit. On one of our social medias, I mean, he has nothing to do with us. So we were, we're on Spreeley. They have a group over there, Patriot Group. And one of the guys over there is a Christian, Apparently. His own form of Christianity. And so he had a long list of things. uh, Including you know. If you drink wine. Drink alcohol. Smoke a cigarette. Drink coffee. It kind of sounds like Mormonism. Because they do that. Uh, And of course unless you're a Jack Mormon. Well you can't be a Christian. Unless you. Unless you avoid those things. He's getting back into the law. Yeah I guess he doesn't care about all the. All the fornication, the murders and the blood guilt and everything else going on because he didn't mention it. Before you shoot your mouth off, get in the word of God. Now I can back what I say. I get into the word of God. I know this stuff. And the only reason I know it is by the grace of God. But I don't argue with people like that. I don't even talk to them. Don't answer them. You know, If you want to be stupid, go be stupid on your own time. Leave me alone. And that's why you need to be awake. That's why you need to be understanding in the word of God. Now you can pray for him. Pray that God will shake him up and let him see the light. Father, this guy, we don't even know who he is, but you shake him up. Wake him up. Let him know what the truth is. Let him find your grace and mercy truly. And not some form of man's understanding in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, the powers of darkness from this man, from his family, if he has any, and from this prayer. Amen. There's a whole bunch of them out there. He's not the only one. Believe me. Over the years, the nuts have fallen off the trees, and I always wind up running into them sooner or later. One of the biggest things I fear, you know, over the years, I've had people call me their pastor. Oh, dear God, you don't want that. Oh, Every time they start doing that, it's not long before they turn on you. (laughs) No, just keep me your enemy. (laughs) I'll be fine. You know, dear God in heaven, help us. We are so screwed up in America and the world today. You know, I keep saying, Lord, we really need you to come back now. But it's not time. (laughs) No way. Man, I'll tell you you got to have a sense of humor when you look at this stuff, folks. I mean, really. God is in charge. <laughs> he knows the knuckle knuckleheads out there. He knows what's going on. And he can get through even to them. So, you know, and he can save the Jews. And, and this is what Paul's talking about. You know, he's provoking them to jealousy. Well, how could God do this? How could he go to the Gentiles? You know, look, we, we're the chosen. You know, we're with Moses and Abraham and... <clears throat> As if they're going to be the only people redeemed on the face of the earth. That ain't going to happen. And especially when you read what John says, the nations of them that are saved. So we're still in the uh, Romans 11. Now, this is a great chapter, Romans 11. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world, the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Now, it's really irony here, you know, as the Jews rose up through David and finally, you know, uh, David defeated all the enemies and his son Solomon took the kingdom and he had wisdom, but he still fell away. Now, the the Jews uh, have it that Solomon repented. I don't know whether he repented or not. I know that that the scripture tells us that God divided the nation because of the sin of Solomon. Yet for David's sake, he was going to not, he was going to keep Judah. So you had 10 tribes go north and two tribes go, you know, the Judah and Benjamin. And the tribe of Levite are the ministers would be Judah. And so, you know, you can take that time of the fall. Now, see, when Judah was in captivity, you could say, well, Babylon was the ruler of the world then. Yeah, well, yeah, they were. But see, for a long time after after Solomon, uh, Israel, you know, was not a formidable force. When uh, the Assyrians came, and we covered this in in Isaiah... God allowed him to get clear up to the gates before he destroyed him. And he only destroyed him because Hezekiah happened to be the king and they happened to have a good prophet, and on top of that, the people were listening to the good king. Not all of them. Some of them still wanted to do a few things, which leads to the whole story concerning Assyria, but eventually God delivered them. But when the time came to Babylon, they didn't get delivered. They went into captivity. Now, see, you follow the Jews. I mean, history, all of history revolves around the Jews. I mean, when we, when we talk of World War II and Hitler, what do we think about the genocide of the Jews? You know, when we talk of Jerusalem fallen at another time, over a million Jews, Josephus recalls. The Lord even said that not one stone of these, meaning the temple, would be left unturned because he knew what was coming. He wept over Jerusalem. He said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered thee as a mother hen does her chicks, but you would have none of it. O Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets. And again he said, your house is left unto you desolate. they did not know the time of their visitation. They rejected Yahshua. but there was those you know that did that did know him. The apostle Paul didn't know him, but he would have seen him around there, as I've said before. I mean he'd had have been blind, deaf, and dumb not to see that there was a Jewish messiah and he was running around the streets and he was raising people from the dead doing mighty miracles the crowds were going after him they he even went through the street riding on a you know on a donkey a colt uh, uh, you know the baby the small one young one yearling and uh, your king come with riding on a ass's colt hosanna hosanna they cried Oh, man, the chief priest is recorded. You know, what are we going to do now? <laughs> well, they've been plotting to kill him. So the Jews rejected him. But Paul, he finally came to the Lord. But you see, that that's the thing. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world. Now, today it's popular to hate Jews all of a sudden. And... Uh, When you look at it, you know, look at America, you know, Black Lives Matter. The leader of Black Lives Matter, a woman, the one who created it, resigned. She spent millions of dollars on a house. It was supposed to have gone to her cause, but it went into her pocket. Ain't that how it works? So now today they're blaming the white race. They also hate Israel and the Jews. A lot of groups in America now are buddying up to the Palestinians. And even after Biden and Biden's representative, you know, said, well, we're going to help you here. They said, we're going to go ahead and kill in Jihad. We're going to kill Jews. You know, nobody up in Washington seems to understand that, except for maybe some of the conservative Republicans, but not many. They don't believe it. Israel's defending herself against people who want to kill them. They they don't want the Jews dead. They want the Jews, all of them, dead, gone, removed, and they want the land. That's how simple it is. And not one in the frickin' stupid frickin' F-R-I-C-K Not the other one. Media said, well, you know, there were thousands of rockets that they shot off. Unfortunately, what was it? 600 and some fell on them because they (laughs) weren't good enough. It's okay. We're going to fire off 5,000 rockets, but 1,000 may fall on us, but that's okay. We'll blame Israel. That's a good defense. People are crazy overseas. They're crazy here. See, the Messiah is coming soon. These are perilous times. The times that Paul warned about in Thessalonians are here, kids. Lawlessness like you've never seen—a lawlessness that, in in, it buries itself into the hearts of men and women. It buries itself into law, formally law-abiding nations that seem to get along. But did they really ever get along? Look at World War 1, look at World War 2. Look at look at uh the Korean the Korean War with North Korea and the 38th parallel, look at Vietnam. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. And then you got Saddam Hussein running him out. I mean, look at all the jihad. Yeah, yeah, we've we've known peace, huh? Yeah, in between wars. Yeah, right. So where does this lead? It leads us to the thing that there is a center of everything that's happened, including what Paul is talking about. Now, if the fall of them, meaning the Jews, be the riches of the world, the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Well, if you really get to brass tacks here and you look at the Jews and look at the Jews and what they have done scientifically, you wouldn't even have chips if it wasn't for Israel and Intel. There's a lot of things you wouldn't have. Some of the greatest scientists have been Jewish. And if you look in Hollywood, a lot of the power brokers in Hollywood were Jews. Secular Jews, but they're still Jews. Look at the Rothschilds. Uh, We could go on and on, kids. We're stupid if we think the Jewish race in no way, shape, or form made any kind of Of a contribution to society. They've done more to help society than the Palestinians have done to do anything, including China and including uh, Iran and these others. You've had major, major Jewish scientists and others. Now, you had a lot of poor, a lot of Jews that suffered and died. But Paul is getting to the point that, you know, if, if you really look over history and look at what the Jews have done and look at the history and how it's centered around the Jews, when when we, even as a church, when we get back in the Old Testament, we're quoting Jewish prophets. The savior of the world is a Jew. You know, the first people on, his board, the, on the board of directors of the Lord were the apostles, and they were Jewish. The first church was Jewish. He preached the first word Peter did. A Jew, an apostle, on Pentecost, a feast of the Lord, a pilgrim feast too where they had to be there. And there was Jews from all over the world. They heard the gospel and take it elsewhere. They even went back to Rome where Paul is now writing and a bunch of pagan Gentiles heard these Jews come back about a new Messiah. So then the pagan Gentiles started getting saved because they liked it. Something seemed to change him. Well, I was never a pagan. Sure you was. You was a pagan as much as I was a pagan. I was raised in the church and I was a pagan. I went to the Methodist church. You know, one time they were shouting Methodist. Our old family was Methodist. I was in there. I heard the Bible stories. I would sit in the main congregation, fall half asleep as a kid. But not once. Not Once. I'll say that again. Not once in all that time, including going to MYF, the Methodist Youth uh, Fellowship. That's where they send the kids in summer camp. Not once. That's the fourth time. Did anybody say you need to be saved? You need to be born again. Not once. That's the fifth time. That really got me. Because when God finally woke me up, and he burned a fire in Tower and I like you've never believed. I remember graduating Bible school and getting my first stint as a youth pastor. Well, I was too much for them. I had two board of directors. I was going up to the, climbing the stairs to the main sanctuary. And two board members came down and looked me in the eye and said, we don't want you here. Take your briefcase full of ideas and get out of here. We don't want you here. And, uh, They did finally get rid of me because they even my friends on the board turned against me. So that's what I can say about friends and that I've I've seen that even even preaching when people call you a pastor, you know, and they look forward and all this other stuff and they turn on you. Like David said, you know, the one that hurt him was is in the house of his friends One he went to church uh, to the temple with one he knew turned on him. This is the way the devil works. This is the way humankind works. You need to figure out that we serve Christ. We don't serve anybody or anything else. And Paul is pointing out that there is something going on. He says, for I speak to you Gentiles. I am the apostle of the Gentiles. I magnify my office. He lifts it up because he was appointed by God. It's the same way that Isaiah was saying in this latest thing we've been talking about. Isaiah 34, and we were in Isaiah 35 today. In the last part of Isaiah 34, he talks about this. He said, I've given you the word of the Lord. The Lord spoke it and I spoke it. He told me what to say and I said it, the word of the Lord, and you can look at it, you can read it, you can follow it because it's going to happen word for word. And he was challenging Israel. He was waking him up, said you don't you don't understand who you're talking to. You're not just talking to some punk apostle or punk he didn't know apostle then, you know prophet. The Lord God told me personally. Like the old thing was, fear God and fear the prophets. You didn't mess with them. But see, Israel stoned them. So Paul does the same thing. I magnify my office. I am apostle of the Gentiles. And I'm speaking to you. I'm telling you to wake up. You need to understand that God hasn't done anything with the Jews He's not getting rid of them. It's kind of ironic that I'm preaching this. I've always defended Israel. I had a a dyed-in-the-wool Jew who called me anti-Semitic a couple weeks ago on one of our fellowships because he didn't like the truth of the word. And there was a day that the high priest, even the Sanhedrin, all of them turned on the Lord. He says, well, he was a false prophet. I gave him a couple of scripture. You're an enemy of the Gentiles. Enemy of the gospel for the Gentiles' sake, I put. Put the scripture in there. But I didn't answer him. I I never do. I just throw a scripture in there. But this is the way it works, you know. You put it on social media and they... Put something down and now they're vindicated and away they go. One of the worst things that's ever happened has been the internet, has been our technology because it's going to bring you into the apocalypse and it's going to seal damnation for many tens of millions of people. I can guarantee you that. I've been doing this system for a long time. I know what they do. I build our websites. I mess with it. I, God, help us. I use it now. We've carved out a place along with others for the Lord. And I'm not the only one. There is a place on the internet for preaching the gospel, getting it out. But the devil doesn't like it. And you can see how the devil doesn't like it and others when they, the way they treated Trump and the way they took all of his people off of there. Do you know, even from the January 6th, they've got hundreds of people. They've charged 400 people and there's another 300 there look at. There's a whole bunch of them that are still in prison. You know, they're in jail. They've never come to trial and they're in Washington. Just wait. They're going to be rounding up Christians one day. Anybody else that, that don't like what they're doing. And he says, I speak to you, Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office, if by any means I may pro- provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. You see, the thing of it is, he wants to wake up his own people and get them to consider what he's saying about the gospel. And in verse 15, he says, For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, the world, that is through Christ, what shall be the receiving of them but life from the dead? Now, see, it, it, there's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile in the New Covenant. Many people try to put a new uh, new method of redemption in there. There is no redemption except through Yeshua and the blood of Christ. By the works of the law or the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified. Now, see, there's a lot of people, a number of them, that would disagree, especially the Jews. But it's going to continue that way, and... Paul tells you about this. And so he uses the term or the phrase casting away. And, you know, God didn't cast him away. But within this, even Isaiah has a word to say on it. I will choose your delusions and bring your own fears upon you because when I called, you did not answer. Isaiah speaking to his people. They didn't listen. They didn't listen to the prophets. They didn't listen to the Lord. It's kind of ironic that some of them that did believe that were like in the Sanhedrin others didn't speak up about it. They kept it quiet or they'd have been kicked out of the temple. But there was others, many on the streets that knew who he was. And we have seen the results of their rejecting God. We've seen the judgment on Israel time and time again. And even in Israel today, they're still suffering from that loss You know that that's never going to go away for them. They will always be the ones who forsook the Lord. And they will also be known at the same time people who kept the law people. You know who dared to be different. I mean you can tell a Jew on the streets of New York right now the ultra Orthodox the way they dress what they do. There's others more secular Jews. Except for the Kippah, you wouldn't even know that they are Jews. But they are separated out. They are hated in a lot of places. God said so. If You, you know, when you make a covenant and you're the first nation in the world to do that, the only one to have gone to Sinai like that, Now, you see, this traces back to Abraham, of course, and the devil, you know, you may think the devil has Ishmael. The devil don't have Ishmael. Because Ishmael and and Isaac both were promised by God that he would take care of them. They both had 12 sons, but the promise was, the fulfillment and the promise of the Messiah was to go through Isaac. Ishmael didn't have that. And so the division between Ishmael and Isaac, and that's why in the Trump era when uh, the covenant, the Abrahamic covenant of brotherhood that they were doing was so important. This dates clear back to Abraham. I mean, this covers just thousands of years of hatred between these people. And so there's things that are going on that the world totally missed. And Americans totally missed. And the Democrats totally missed. You know, and some of them dipwits we got up in Congress. They wouldn't know it if you (laughs) drew a picture for them. I mean, seriously, you know, Congress right now and some of the people up there are about as off and totally nuts as you could get. But see, whenever you have that contrast... You can look at one thing. It's judgment. The same thing with Israel. It's always judgment. And so Israel, who was beloved, is still beloved. And there is, it says, for the election of grace. And the election of grace is through Yahshua. But see, when they become, and, and there is a big, Amount, And I tell you that when you're dealing with the Jews in Israel, the one people that can do it is other born-again Jews. Like Mao Zizra, who's been doing it for a long time. I recommend them highly if you want a ministry to check out. Another one is Jerry Golden. And there's a number of them. Christians United for Israel, Kufi, Because we know. We know it because of scripture. And we have to support Israel. So it's really ironic that that an Orthodox Jew thinks I'm anti-Semitic when I do most of my preaching and teaching. And I'm supporting Israel. It's just one of those things that they don't know what they're saying. They just assume it. And it sounds good today. Everybody's anti-something. You're anti-Semitic, you're anti-white, you're anti-black, you're anti-this, you're anti-everything. And he goes on to say, For if the first root be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, thou being a wild olive tree, you were grafted in among them and with them, and you partake of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Now, this is interesting because if if you look in uh, the prophets and you consider Israel, it's referred to, you know, as the olive tree, as the, now see, as the vine. Now, see, in the New Testament, the Lord says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. So, We're talking about the branch, and it's mentioned in the Old Testament. We're talking about the branch, we're talking about him being the vine in the New Testament. And so, here Paul picks up on this if some of the branches be broken off, and this, (laughs) and now being a wild olive tree, you were. Grafted in I like this because the Gentiles were wild. They were lawless. They couldn't pick up on on keeping the law. The Gentiles ain't worth. You know. A plug nickel when it comes to keeping the law. Now the Muslims have their own law that they try to keep. But their own law is totally lawless against the true and living God. They make jihad and war as part of their way of getting to heaven that there's no way there's no way you could say there's no way in hell. But there but see honestly there is a way in hell because that whole thing will lead them to hell. And that's why today you may think in the midst of all this how can the Muslims be saved but the Muslims are getting saved the Jews are getting saved Hindus are getting saved we're seeing this all over the world. Now, we're not getting entire nations, but see, God has a people. And in John 3.16, the Lord explains all this by saying that they're not all going to come because they love darkness. They're going to stay in darkness, many of them. See, as Gentiles, we were grafted in to the root through Christ. And like Paul says, not all of Israel is Israel. Because now it's through Christ. It's by faith. It's through grace. But see, when you're grafted in, and I like, I, I like this idea of grafted in, because I, I do a lot of planting and growing and digging in the dirt. My roots... Both my grandfathers, one had a cattle ranch and the other was a farmer. Pennsylvania Dutch dirt farmer. Did real good. And I used to work with him. But at any rate, so it's in my blood. So when I see this. Grafted in, roots growing I, I I can identify with that. See, we were wild, we were without God, and, and Paul explains explains we didn't know the promises we didn't know anything didn't care about the law we could care less about what the Jews were doing you know we we liked other things we were lawless yeah we had religion we had idols we had this and if we're going to have an idol we danced around it and then we wanted to make love with everybody we could find after we got half drunk now see that's a Gentile way that's also the 60s way you know one time in my life after the after my stint in the Methodist church, I rebelled. And there was a lot of reasons for it. But I remember going in the store with some of my buddies. And they said, you with the hippies over there? And I said, yep, I'm with the hippies over there. <laughs> and, and we'd he'd sell stuff. We'd go back over there, you know. And it was uh, it was never any fights. It was on the lake. We'd spend... Long time out there. But see, we had no idea of what really true love was. That was a big mantra back then. Now, see, some of them actually got in a commune and actually got faith and uh, became a, a, you could call them a Christian hippie, but that wasn't the title for them. But see, as... as A wild olive tree, God did something. He knew that the Gentiles would be like that. See, because it took Christ and the presence of his spirit to get into us, to regenerate us, and to rise us up above that wild root and harness the wildness and that root that gave in to those carnal pleasures and change us. That's what Christ does, change you. And verse 18 says, boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root three. So in other words, you know, the the branches, of course, now he's referring to are the Gentiles that have been grafted in. Well, look at us, you know, we're, we're right with God and the Jews are going to hell, you know, ha, ha, ha. You just think, you dirty old Jew, you think that you're this and you're that, but that's not the case. But see, there's a lot of that that goes on. And there's been a lot of of things where the gospel has replaced uh, the Jews. The gospel has not replaced the Jews in any way, shape, or form. All the apostles went to the Jews first, every one of them. And it wasn't until Paul got saved and the Lord called him to go after the Gentiles that there was an apostle to the Gentile, and the Gentiles even started listening. It was because of the ministry of Paul. Not many of them were listening to Peter and the boys. And so Paul's saying, don't boast. Don't say because I'm a Gentile now, I've inherited everything, and the Jews are going to hell. That ain't the way this is this thing's gonna work. Because there's a root, and the root is of God. The root is of Christ. The root is in Christ. And of course they say, Well, wow, the Jews have the Jews have been you know, fell away. They lost their inheritance because they won't accept Yahshua. And I've been grafted in, so I'm the one now. Well, number one, and Paul addresses this, he says, well, because of unbelief they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. Be high-minded, but fear. See, at one time, the Gentiles had were in unbelief. But see, God, what did God do with the Gentiles? He brought them to faith. He saved them. And so, the next verse he says, "For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest He spare not thee. See, you become high-minded as a Gentile, well, I have faith, and I can do this, and all this, and the Jews aren't there. you know they fell away, this is it, we're the one, we're the programme now, God has no more choice. Be careful, be God because God number one is not done with the Jews, He never was done with the Jews." And they're on the same plane. They have to get faith and believe and they will. So if the Jews who did believe and were grafted in and were united. Lost their standing Paul is making a point be careful Gentile. That your pride doesn't destroy where you are and take you down from the heights of your stupidity. Because we're not in this because we're better. We're in this because of the love of God and the redemption of Christ. This isn't about Jew. This isn't about Gentile. Or this isn't about, you know, a white Caucasian American or a black Caucasian American or whatever color you are. It's not about Africans. It's not about Chinese. It's about God redeeming humankind. And he just so happened made humans with different colors of his skin. And by the way... You can have an albino deer, but very few albino humans. But see, now all of a sudden we got a race and we call them white. There's not a white person on the face of this earth unless they're truly albino with just like the albino deer and the others who have a certain pigmentation problem. Because if you look at them, they're various colors of flesh colored and and a light brown, a tan and stuff like that. So don't be stupid. But see, this is the mantra of the knuckleheads out there we have in America and around the world. Well, they're white. They're not white. I can stand up to a black guy and I can tell you that I have color. I'm not as black or whatever as he is, but I still have color and I'm not white. And he has sin and I have sin, and the difference would be. What has Christ done in my life, and what did Christ do in his life, and if he hasn't, Christ can do something for him. And that goes for the Jew, that goes for the Gentile, that goes for the communist, that goes for the agnostic, that goes for anybody, because Christ died for all. And that's what Paul is trying to tell him. God didn't save you to be high-minded and have pride and hate Israel. God saved you to wake up, get grafted into Yeshua, get a burden for the Jews, and not just for the Jews, but to others. The Arabs, the Muslims, the Hindus, they need saved. Recently, we had a big shindig over in Israel. That was going on, not us, others. And every ministry was heralding Israel and their support for Israel. And, of course, all the things that they were going through. But, see, the thing that I have a problem with that, too, is we have, we are a voice for the persecuted church and also for other people groups that are oppressed. No, I don't stand up for the Palestinians. And they matter of fact, I've given a word on that a long, long time ago. The Palestinians will never find peace. Now you hear me. They will never find peace. There's two, number one, unless they're in Yahshua, truly. They have religion, they have Christians over there, and they're backslid. But the problem with the Palestinians is their vow to bloodshed and shedding blood. This is blood guilt. They'll be cast out of the land if they don't wake up. But you see, in that program, you know, I wanted to tell him, I know this is about Israel. But you have millions and millions of Christians around the world. You got entire nations like in China full of Christians. There's more Christians in China than there are communists, and they. And the Chinese government, the communist government, has been making war against the Christians and their God for a number of years now. The worst it's ever been. North Korea's the same way. Iran's the same way. Um. Modi's government in India is the same way. I could go on and on because I know this stuff. And I know I've told you that a lot, but I'm trying to get the point across to you that in Paul's defense of Israel here, this is not just about the Jews and it's not just about the Gentiles, but it's about a people that have been born again in Christ, through Christ, to the glory of the Father. And Paul goes on to sum it up, and we will, we will get off of it here. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell. Severity, but toward thee goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt also be cut off. See, that goodness is interpreted as grace and redemption. It's the same goodness that God would do good to Israel when they obeyed him, and he... Would chastise them and they wouldn't. One of the things we find in the New Testament. As many as God loves. He rebukes and chastens. God deals with this as a father. And if you reject that chastening. Then you're going to be in trouble. And see God is going. To move. God is going. To have a remnant. And he's going to have the nations of them that are saved. And, you know, for me, I think that's a good plan. But there is no doubt that Pauline, uh, the Pauline defense, In Romans 11 is one of the finest it's it's the only one we really have. And that's because Paul was so good at what he did. And so today you are in an America that is totally divided and it's being led by people that haven't a clue. Joe Biden now is trying to get us back into Libya. Don't ask me why. Except the guy has Susan Rice pulling the strings. And Obama has always, always backed the Ishmael side. That's why I think he's of Ishmael. Now, when we're talking about the Antichrist, he's not really the Antichrist as far. And I'm not talking about Obama. I'm talking about prophecy. We call... The last great dark one or evil one in his false prophet the Antichrist he is Antichrist, but John points out there's a lot of Antichrist. He's worse than Antichrist He's the beast incarnate He's about as evil and rotten as you could get and I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's a good likelihood that he's going to be from Ishmael's side Which would still put him connected to Abraham Yahshua is connected to Abraham too, but through Isaac, the promised side. This would make him truly anti-Christ. That's why he almost assuredly has to be from that side. Because he's anti-Christ. Christ came from the promised side. Judah through and Isaac. Ishmael came through another mother, same father. No promise. He's anti Antichrist And that's just a little tidbit so Obama's always been that way always always He's always dissed the Bible. He's always been lawless. He's always been sneaky He's never talked about it and behind the scenes he's been working all this time and and Joe's taken in and Things like that. So you don't know where this is going now. Do I believe Obama's the Antichrist? No, I don't but I do believe that he's from that tribe, which is anti-Christ. Now, there are Palestinians and there are, I mean, uh, there are um, the Ishmael side. They have 12 different tribes, too, um, that are saved today. Uh, Mao's Israel has a number of, they have a lot of Jews that are saved, a lot of Arabs that are saved, and they get along fine. This is about redemption in Christ. This is about confusion. This is about deception in the last days. This is about lawlessness. And it's affecting the nations, not just America. We talk about this one hour a week, every week. And we could literally spend every day, as long shows as we want, to try to bring you all the stuff that's going on. There is so much. You can't believe, and God is in charge of every bit of it—miracles and signs and wonders, where we we have a visible Christ, Yahshua, uh, manifesting Himself in the midst of a dust storm, for instance, to the radicalized um, Muslims who were going to kill the Christians that were being baptized at the time. I mean. We see this time and time and time again. Now, COVID, too, in India has really, this second bout has really been catastrophic. And we're we're not through. It, it, you know, if it's not COVID, there's other stuff coming. I warned about bird flu. And I warned about it. I was actually researching it before I ran into uh, a Jewish prophet who told me about it. And uh, he was a tough knuck. a a tough uh, um, prophet I mean he was Uh, the prophets are tough Uh, and they don't mess around they just tell you the way it is he's dead and gone now but um, he did warn about that and dear God in heaven if we see see that happen it's just not going to be good And there's other things. There's going to be wars, even bigger wars. And you have all this stuff trying to take over America. And uh, Americans are sitting around. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people totally blinded. They haven't a clue what's going on here, Uh, including some in my distant family. Um, uh, (laughs) I mean, you can't talk to them. You can't tell them anything. Um, and you know, like this shot COVID shot that's going on, I've been tracking all the people dying from it. There's another one today. I found, uh, some more yesterday, every day they're, they're talking about the people that are dying from the shot. It comes under whoops. What are you going to do? Whoops. I shouldn't have had that done. Well, it's too late. You're dead. Nevertheless, God will take care of you. Let it not be said, I don't care where you're at today on this earth. North Korea, we follow North Korea closely. There's Christians there, they have Bibles, they read them, they do things in secret, and they're still free. And they've got a church, I know of one church in North Korea, only because of the sources, and they don't tell you much. China's the same way. In Iran. India. The faith of Christ goes on. The gospel's going to be preached. And judgment will begin at the house of God. That's where the first judgment's coming. And then it will fall on the Gentiles and the unbelievers and all the others. That's known as the tribulation. Make no mistake, you're not going anywhere until you go through this, unless you die. But we're here to live, we're here to challenge the status quo, we're here to stand up, we're here to declare Christ. We're here to stand on his protection. We're here to to bind, to release, and to stand on the power that God gave us through Christ. This is the time for war in Christ. This is the time to stand up in Christ. This is the time to stand up and be counted in Christ. Not on your own, in him. It's time to wake up. And put on the battle armor. You are in the end of days. And the battle is still yet to come. It hasn't even. There's a battle. But it's going to get worse. But God will give us a victory. Through Christ. Father thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit and the hope I pray for the salvation and redemption of Israel I also pray for the salvation and redemption of the radical Islamists and Hindus and communists and all the others Father help your church to stand up the believer to stand up and in Jesus name I bind you Satan from the preaching teaching and streaming of this word in Jesus name May you be blessed? May your family be blessed. May you be protected in Christ. For Tower and I, Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of
1: The Warn Radio.